0: We're joined by Serge Tankian, lead singer, System of a Down. You know, first off, Serge, we have to say, Ben and I collectively, truth to power, job well done. What an amazing documentary.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: You know, this is really a film about you, System of a Down, and the domino effect of your political influence.
1: Right. I mean, you know, the, the idea was to make it an activist journey, the film, not so much about a, an artist or behind the scenes, which obviously there's plenty of, but it's more of an activist journey and, and how that message gets, you know, portrayed from when the voice is really small to when the band blows up and then the voice gets bigger and bigger, uh, both the positive aspects of it, as well as the repercussions of being an activist within the music world.
0: Well, it seemed like early on, at least uh, with the band, there was a struggle. Are we making music or are we making a political statement?
1: Yeah, there's always a yin and yang. I think that's what makes uh, our music really interesting. A lot of bands, uh, when they cooperate, it's not everyone on the same page. There's always push and pull. And I think that's what makes the
0: music interesting and and diverse. You know, uh, because of your political involvement, because of your activism, You've taken on a greater responsibility than most musicians. Do you uh, carry the weight of that burden? I mean, is it a burden? Is the blessing the burden? Is it welcomed?
1: I've never looked at it as responsibility at all. To be honest, I was an activist before becoming an artist. So when I do speak through music, and it's I don't just speak, you know, socio political things through music. There's a lot of other stuff. Obviously, most of my music's not political. But when I do, it's uh, it's a natural thing, just because I'm an activist. And, and, you know, and an artist at the same time. And they shouldn't have to, uh, we shouldn't have to question whether they should be combined or be separate. I think I think that's ridiculous.
2: A lot of the time, uh, those types of things go together, right? Yeah. You don't have to separate them out. I mean, you are what you are. You have, you, you believe what you believe. You've come from where you've come from. You know what you know. And that's going to manifest in whatever you do. Anyway, it's going to come out. What What's in comes out. Yeah. And um, it, it doesn't have to always be Political, but uh, yeah, I think what Doug's trying to say is uh, you kind of. I mean, I watched it in the documentary where you had the truth serum, you know, and it's coming out, and the and the band's trying to deal with that, and that's natural, you know. Every band has to deal. I mean, you know, when John Lennon brought out the naked cover with Yoko, um, Ringo had to answer for it, you know, and uh, right. so he called, yeah, totally. he called John up and he goes, "Hey man, whenever one of us does something, one of every one of us has to answer for it publicly, right?" And he's That's like, well, ring you only you have to answer the phone.
1: You know? <laughs> yes, I'll be there. pete has <laughs> yeah. gone. Come, Ringo. <laughs> Let's go. But,
0: but we, we, you know, yes, uh, you're, you're, you're distancing yourself from, from the political aspect of it. But the, the documentary really focuses on, you know, you had a major part in helping the people bring down the Armenian government.
1: I don't know if I would say that. I think look, as as artists we do what we do, you know, and and you know, sometimes when there's not enough voices and one small voice uh is is amplified, you know? And uh I've always cared about justice whether it's in the US, whether it's in you know, any part of the world. When I see uh injustice occurring and and people suffering, it it kind of makes me speak out and not just through music, but also um, you know, uh, through letters like um uh, former president Sarah Sarkisian when he took power in, when he got reelected in 2013, I wrote in public letters, like open letters, basically uh, kind of saying how, you know, basically questioning the results and 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 all of that. And I think people appreciate that because most, most artists don't really put themselves out there uh, politically because they lose a lot of fans, you know, uh, you're taking a side. Um, but my side has always been the side of justice and If I lose them, I lose them. So be it.
2: Yeah. It was nice to see, you know, in the documentary, the band sort of uh, saying, hey, what are you doing speaking out about this stuff? But like further on in the documentary, without like letting too much go. But yeah, seeing the band um, come together and saying, you know, this is what we've been created for. And the guitarist saying, you know, I'm honored to be here. It's like they've transitioned with you to that point where you kind of realize, hey, we're something's bigger than us here and we're, we're being caught up in it and here we are
1: that's that's really correct ben i and i think that that's how it felt especially in 2015 when, when the band played the show in yerevan armenia at the 100th year anniversary of the genocide i think we felt like that's what we were created for and everything all the diversities of the band our, our message differentials all came together because our people needed us. And the same with the two songs that we just recently released for the people of Artsakh and all of the, you know, horrible human, humanitarian catastrophe that occurred during and after the war, after the uh, onslaught by Azerbaijan and Turkey and Syrian mercenaries uh, in, in, you know, in nagorno Um, a lot of people were killed and a lot of people were displaced. So we're doing our best to help spread the message and also uh, raise funds, you know, to get... Uh, much needed prosthetics for young 19, 20 year old soldiers that lost their limbs from drones, drone attacks and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, for me, it's important to, to have the messaging kind of converge when we're doing stuff with the band.
0: And, and I'm really proud that we were able to do that. Do you think that that 2015 concert had a profound impact on the events to come?
1: People say it has. It's hard for me to judge it, you know, Uh, as an activist, you don't look for results. You just do the work and walk away. Right. So I think I think people have said that, you know, the uh, current prime minister said he was at that show with his wife and and that he felt like if we can get 50,000 people there, then, you know, the revolution should be able to get more than 50,000 people there. I think that was a huge statement. You know, he was right. Yeah. Yeah. Now That that was
2: jaw dropping. Like uh, even hearing you say that where he was at the table and he said, you know, we were there and that gave hope to, you know, if you can draw that many people, I mean, that was unbelievable. There was also another little uh, segment in the documentary where I think it's a a priest who said a a quote and he said, ignoring evil of genocide um, is kind of like leaving an open wound to bleed, to bleed out. It just gets worse and worse. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, 1915 to now, um, if you leave it, it's just you know letting letting it bleed out and fester, and you know it really did need to be dealt
1: with. Absolutely, and and I'm glad that you know the U.S. has done some recognizing. Australia, it's your turn. We got to get we got to get it recognized. New Zealand as well. I'm working on New Zealand. Um, and uh, you know it's 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 history, it's truth, you know, and and it's very uh, important for Anzac Day because Anzac Day started a day after they started collecting the intellectuals in in uh, Istanbul and 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 taking you know basically getting rid of them, and that's when the genocide started. The genocide started on April twenty fourth. Anzac Day is known as April twenty fifth, same year. Uh, yeah. And you know, as soon as they figured out that the Anzac troops are coming, they're like, okay, we need to get rid of this minority there. They might, you know, we, you know might this, join this is them. the perfect, they might, but but also I think this is the perfect cloak of war. You know, there's war. This is the perfect time to, you know, get rid of our internal- Yeah, that's problem. terrible, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, it is. You ever look back and reflect and think, you know, you you have an impact far greater making that decision to pursue music than had you been a businessman, a jeweler or a lawyer? <laughs>
1: absolutely absolutely i kind of had to uh go to the far reaches of who i shouldn't be to realize to make myself realize who i should be as a as as a young person because young people i mean you go to college and some people know exactly what they want to do right for the rest of their lives but most kids don't like they you know they need to learn different things so that if something you know captures them then they can follow it you know and and for me i was looking i was looking for my vision and it took me a while to realize it. Um, unlike the guys in my band who've been playing music since they were like eight <laughs> or seven, you know, like.
2: Well, they were like the straight part- in, you
1: know, this is what I want to do.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, but you don't really strike me as the type of guy that's kind of half-assed about things, you know, you, you're very, once you very, once you set your mind on something, you you just chase it, you know, I guess you just thought that maybe this was my avenue, but then you realized no, that's, this is not. And then it was like total abandon, just go straight into music, you know. So everything. you didn't really lose too much time. It was more, no. uh, you're, there's more fervency there to to pursue the music after you realize that.
1: That's very true, um, and and that's you you explained it correctly. But it's it's in the film that, you know, once I made that switch, I was completely dedicated. But but it's also you can't regret experiences. You know, like things happen for a reason in your life, and everything that I experienced until. I completely started dedicating myself to music is very important in who I am today. Um, whether it's what what I do with my music or it's, it's how I treat people, it's how you know it, it taught me a lot in life. Um, all those interactions I would not replace. Some someone said if you were able to go back in time, like Back to the Future, back, back to the past, and and basically give your 20 year old uh, self um, advice, what would you say? I said I'd say nothing. You know? Yeah. You know, no, that's
2: where he was. Yeah, that's very wise. I think life is meant to be, you know, wherever you're at, that's where you're at. And um, yeah, you you also reminded me a lot of, um, let's um, just kind of bringing it back to the Beatles here again with uh, John Lennon. Um, He was a very sort of outspoken sort of truth serum guy as well, Um, particularly um, when he was disbanding from the Beatles and um, going solo. He had the bed in protest in Amsterdam. That's right, and was very, very outspoken, and, and sort of aggravated a few people, and a lot of people didn't like yeah. that. Yeah, but um, it's proven over time that uh, a lot of people now respect him for speaking out. And um, has he ever sort of had an influence on your your creativity or or just encouragement as
1: an artist? Huge. I mean, John Lennon and the Beatles have had a huge. You know, they're one of the biggest bands on the planet, uh, and you know kids today are still buying more Beatles records than any other record. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, that's how big they are. They're just permanently uh huge in that sense. But yeah, John Lennon's, you know what, what, what uh, in his political activism was very important, I think. Um, But also his envisioning, like what, you know, you know how he had that big billboard that said war is over. Right. Yeah. While Vietnam was going on. And he was trying to basically say that if we, collectively envision a different future it's ours to have but if we don't then that's on us we're pathetic in that sense right so i think envisioning is very important in life and and he knew that he 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 got that um so that's a good projecting
2: projecting something that might not have been there but just um turning people onto it an idea or a concept that they might not have considered before absolutely
0: Yeah. yeah. In the true sense of a Morrison or a Dylan or even a John Lennon, you're basically a, a poet with a harder sound behind it.
1: Yeah, you could say that. Um, you know, I, w- I was an activist before becoming an artist. I was a poet before becoming a, a singer or a songwriter. So um, and yeah, I, I think, you know, um, and I was influenced by Morrison and, and you know, Lennon and and uh, as well as, you know, other other you know, po- 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 you know, poets and and writers, and you know, but but it was also a time in my life. It's interesting because you look back. It was also a time in my life where I was seeing things poetically. You know, um, you don't you don't get that privilege your whole life. I think I still try to get into that mind frame of seeing things poetically. And but what do you mean? I, what do you
2: mean by that? Like how how do you mean that?
1: An artist's eye for writing. Okay you know, an artist's eye for writing. So you see, you know, you might see a color coming in and you'll describe that as strawberry through the window. Right. I'm just throwing something out there, right. Strawberry through the glass, whatever. But as your, as your left brain gets really more, you know, older and you start thinking more and stuff, I feel like over time, I've become less of a poet and more of a composer. Um, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So yeah, and yeah. that's and it is what it is. You know, it's you a know. season that you're going
2: through at that time. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, you mentioned composing. I think it's fascinating that every time you release a solo album, it's only you. You're doing the drums. You're doing the. You're producing it. You're doing from top to bottom. It is an imprint of you. Uh, it's, it's tell us a usage. little. Tell tell us a little bit about elasticity and uh, what's uh, about to come out in March. Sure, I will. Uh,
1: To clarify, uh, majority of what I'm performing is me, but there's also, you know, what I what I generally with Elasticity, we actually didn't get live drums, but in Elected Dead and you know some of the other uh, solo records, I've gotten live ensembles to re-record a lot of the stuff that I've written. So I like to write. I'll keep a lot of my recordings that make sense, but if something is going to sound better live, I'll bring in a better bass player, a better guitarist, and plenty of those and and uh, an orchestra uh, for example with uh, um, my second uh, solo record uh, Imperfect Harmonies so um, but with elasticity it's, it's pretty much mostly done in the box um, and uh, I got some help from Dan Monty who's my um, guitarist from the FCC and a good friend of mine he's also an engineer and mixer and works with You know Metallica and all sorts of bands with Rick Rubin and stuff like that which is great and uh, so he was able to uh, add some guitars and and replace you know some of my bass probably I'm guessing I mean um, and uh, did some drum programming I did the rest of the drum programming so he's done uh, some work on it and and helped me mix it Um, but there's not a lot of people it's not like a band thing where you're playing and it's kind of recorded when on my solo projects uh, as far as you know rock stuff it's ass backwards recording which is which i describe you know normal recording is you track the drums then you do overdubs for guitars bass keyboards vocals etc whereas the way i do it is i record everything myself and then i replace the drums <laughs> and <laughs> That's good. it's and a good then, method you know and then if i need to replace guitars i'll replace you know it's kind of ass backwards but it works it works yeah. because yeah. if you're working on it yourself and and you don't, you know, and, and pro. And I remember elected that uh, the record when we were doing it, the song sky is over, we did live drums on sky is over, but the programming sound better. So I just didn't use the live drums, gives you an option as well, which is cool.
0: What, yeah. uh, when it comes to elasticity, you initially had sought out to make another album with system of a down, but yet somewhere along the line, you decided to turn this into a solo album Why make that conscientious decision.
1: Um, when the songs on Elasticity were written five six years ago, and at one point when I in two thousand fifteen sixteen there was a protest in Armenia called Electric Yerevan protest, and that inspired me to write the song Electric Yerevan. When that's when that song came to me, I said, "Man, this sounds like System. Like it's very Systemesque. It's very Dead Kennedys. Very punky. You know, the middle part very much like Iron Maiden, if you will. So I'm like, wow, this is very much kind of that vibe." I wonder if I were to write system songs right now, what they would sound like. So I kind of opened that door in my mind and these rock songs started coming. And then we tried to make it work with the band and we just couldn't see eye to eye in in both philosophically going forward, direction wise and creatively as well. And and sharing of responsibilities, all of that. And we've discussed that in the press back and forth between Darren, John, Shabo and myself. So I'm not gonna go there, but you know, at that point, I was like, OK, I want to finish these songs the way I had envisioned because they're good songs. I did. And here they are. Um, and and I really think it's a really diverse, interesting EP with a lot of uh, syncopated arpeggiated synths going along with the typical four piece uh, kind of, you know, rock sound. And, uh, you know, both the hard rock stuff's there, as well as the really interesting, dynamic, beautiful kind of otherworldly uh, sounds. Um within the EP so I'm, I'm quite content
2: yeah I, I heard the first song on the EP and uh, it blew me away and it almost reminded me of collective soul like shine you know haven't let your light shine down we, have you <laughs> heard that track before or is I that have. yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah no nah, brilliant mate and um, Rumi is it is that how you pronounce it Rumi
1: yeah
2: um, reminded me of beautiful boy you know again John oh. Lennon um, oh yeah yeah About his son and you know life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans it's like a message to him in the future almost to draw back on that's um, right i remember wisdom. that yeah. yeah and you know that that's to me that's just as powerful as any political statement really um not to say that it's um either or but um the just the the imagery and the power behind that is just as powerful in a way
1: Absolutely, Ben. And I, I agree that I, I've, I've said this numerous times that a good love song can change the world way more than a political song sometimes, you know. Um, yeah, so nice yeah, I do remember that song, Lennon song and, and the message as well. Yeah.
0: Well, Serge, uh, before we let you go, um, was that a synchronicity T-shirt we saw in the dock?
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, so, in the, so I don't know how old I was. I was probably what, like 19, 20, 21. I, I can't even, I, I don't know. But I was pretty young. And I love the police. And years later now I'm friends with Stuart Copeland. We've jammed together numerous times uh for his um Sacred Grove, you know, YouTube uh page and stuff. And, and it's like such a dream come true in that sense. Um, so I, I, I hadn't even thought about it till I saw the documentary and <laughs> saw that picture of the synchronicity t shirt and I'm oh, like, really? Oh wow, you know.
0: Oh, all right, that's awesome. Well, Serge, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Serge Tankian, System of Down, Truth to Power documentary out February 19th. Serge, absolute thank you, pleasure. Guys.
1: Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. You too. Good it's an to honor, you, man. Man. Thanks, Doug.